Most cultures throughout the world have legendary founders, great men and women who birthed mighty societies and empires that, in some form or other, continue to thrive to the present day. The oldest extant work of literature, the Epic of Gilgamesh, tells of the titular founder of the ancient Sumerian culture, a king whose quest for immortality was told throughout the region known as Mesopotamia, present-day Iraq and Syria. For the Chinese, this founding figure was Yu Huang, or the Jade Emperor, who ruled over an imperial court comprised entirely of gods and deities, and from whose lineage all successive emperors would have been traced. In Britain, the title of legendary founder falls upon Boudicca, a Celtic warrior queen who led her people against the Romans when the latter tried to consolidate the unruly British Isles under imperial rule. Remembered in British folklore for her bravery and heroism, she ultimately poisoned herself rather than be captured by the enemy. In short, there's no shortage of myths and legends surrounding these otherwise historic figures, but one of the most fascinating hails from the country now known as Armenia. Just who was Haik Nahapet? What were some of the heroic deeds for which he's known? And where do the lines between myth and history begin and end? I'm Chester Sakamoto, your host, and welcome to the History Loves Company podcast, because history is shaped by all of us. As with King Arthur, much of what we know about Haik Nahapet comes down to us from medieval chronicles, in this case the history of Armenia by the 5th century Armenian monk, historian, and scribe, Movzes Khorenatsi, also known as Moses of Khorene. In this account, Khorenatsi traces the hero's lineage back to the descendants of Japheth, the son of Noah, yes, that Noah, who famously built an ark to escape the destruction of the biblical flood. The name Haik Nahapet literally translates to Haik the Patriarch, a fitting moniker given the fact that he's the singular foundational figure of Armenian culture and society. But chances are, his origins date back much earlier than the Judeo-Christian era. There has been an attempt by some scholars to link him with the chief deity of the Urartian pantheon, Chaldi, with Urartu being an ancient kingdom that once ruled over the Armenians' ancestral homeland, way back in the 9th century BC. But Armenian historians as recently as the Soviet era connected him with the even earlier Hayasa people, 14th century BC, of the Armenian highlands, who are mentioned in descriptions left behind by the Hittites, a mighty race of warriors who resided in what's now Turkey. Indeed, Haik and Hayasa sound far too similar linguistically for this to be a coincidence, and this is one of the reigning theories as to the origins of this beloved national hero. Khorenatsi's history of Armenia paints Haik Nahapet as a sort of Armenian Hercules, handsome, charming, charismatic, who bravely and adamantly defends his homeland from any invaders who would seek to do her harm. He was a handsome, friendly man, with curly hair, sparkling eyes, and strong arms, the monk writes. He was a man of giant stature, a mighty archer, and fearless warrior. A bronze likeness of Haik in the Armenian capital city of Yerevan depicts him in this manner. Bow drawn, muscles taut, his face focused on an invisible enemy on the distant horizon. But his reputation became firmly established when, according to Khorenatsi, quote, he and his people migrated south toward the warmer lands near Babylon, unquote. It's here that, per the monk's account, a wicked giant by the name of Bel lived, ruling over his lands with an iron fist and seeking to subjugate all those who stood in his way of creating a mighty empire. Though Khorenatsi links Bel with the biblical Nimrod, the latter of whom notoriously built the Tower of Babel in defiance of God, it's likely that this giant was, in fact, a representation of the Gutian dynasty a Sumerian state that deposed and displaced the former Akkadian Empire in around 2154 BC and consolidated its lands under their own banner. Bel, therefore, represents no one king or monarch in particular, but instead symbolizes the viable threat that the Gutians posed to their neighbors. With the nation of Armenia now in Babylon, and therefore within the Gutians' borders, it wasn't long before Bel attempted to subjugate them. 
Naturally, Hike rose up in opposition to protect his people. Returning to his homeland, he established a village atop Mount Ararat, which now flanks the border between Turkey and Armenia. Following the birth of his son, Aramaniak, he christened the settlement with his own name, Haikashen. Seeing this as an act of defiance, Bel entreated the hero and the Armenian people to return to Babylon, to which the latter refused. Considering this a declaration of war, the Gutian king led his forces against them. In response, Hike assembled an army of his own on the shores of Lake Van. There he delivered a rousing speech to his soldiers, urging them to fight to the last person if necessary, so as to avoid becoming the subjects of Gutian tyranny. Thus the two armies met in what Horanazi described as, quote, a plain between very high mountains, unquote, believed to be in the vicinity of Lake Van, itself in the Armenian highlands, and went to battle. At first it appeared that Bel and his men had the upper hand, but as the tide began to turn, the Gutian monarch retreated to his rear flanks, fearing for his safety. Calling the villain out on his cowardice, Hike employed the archery skills for which he was renowned and shot an arrow into the king's chest, killing him. With their leader gone, the Gutian forces fell into chaos, scattering themselves every which way before retreating altogether. Hike and his army declared victory over the enemy and named the hill where the battle had taken place Gerezmank, from the Armenian meaning tombs, a reference to the place where several of the enemy had fallen dead. Under Hike's orders, Bell's body was embalmed, after which it was buried atop a mountain peak, quote, in the view of the wives and sons of the king, unquote. Not long after the conflict, he established a fortress and settlement on the battle site, which came to be known as Hayotzor, the Valley of the Armenians. So grateful were his people that he had delivered them from the tyranny of the Gutians that they ultimately renamed their ancestral homeland after him, first known as Haik in Old Armenian, to the present Hayastan, which roughly translates to Land of the Armenians, or Land of Haik. It is the ultimate tribute to a figure who gave his all for his contemporaries and descendants. While he's generally believed to have been an historic figure, it's difficult to see the clear line between fact and fiction. Of course, some details of the account can be passed off as legend, namely the fact that Bel was a giant, or that Horanazi traced Hike's lineage back to the biblical Noah, as the Armenians of the 22nd century BC were, in fact, pagan. Still, the battle near Lake Van and the foundation of a settlement on the site afterward have been backed by archaeological evidence, but because the events related in the history of Armenia took place so long ago, we may never know for certain the exact details of this patriarch's life. What is certain, however, is that his achievements were significant enough that they were talked about by his people long after his death, elevating him to the ranks of legendary status. Today, the story of Haik Nahapet is related across Armenia, as well as Armenian diaspora communities throughout the world. The name Haik is a common boy's name amongst Armenians, and upon learning his story, it's easy to see why. Throughout their history, the Armenians have bounced back and forth between their own sovereignty and being ruled by various foreign entities, from the Gutians and Persians to the Romans and the Turks. And yet, through all these invasions and subjugations, their nation and culture has survived, and will undoubtedly continue to grow in strength and fortitude. After all, they have the blood of Hike coursing through their veins. It truly is a testament to his fighting spirit and dedication. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it enlightening. The history of Armenia is truly rich and vast, and while its origins may be shrouded in some level of mystery, there's no doubt that Haik Nahapet burst onto the scene and brought his homeland and her people to the forefront of the great ancient powers of the region. If you liked this and all my previous episodes and would like to contribute to more history-related content, please consider becoming a monthly supporter. To do so, visit anchor.fm slash historylovescompany and click the support button, which will redirect you to three monthly support plans that fit any monetary situation. Listening and sharing help in big ways, too so please do so on all podcast platforms. Tune in next week for another installment of the History Loves Company podcast, because history is shaped by all of us. 
This is Chester Sakamoto signing off for now. See you next time. Thank you.